Coming together is a beginning. Henry Ford Hello, thinkers. For today's episode, we're going to begin with a little bit of reflection as the theme music plays. I want you to think about your best friend. Where did you meet? What was your first interaction? What were some of the special moments that helped you bridge the gap from acquaintances to a pair that others expect to appear together all the time? We're going to listen to these stories from one set of friends today and use them to delve into the building blocks of those special friendships that have the opportunity to live on no matter the circumstances. It might be a bit more appropriate to scroll through your camera roll than to get your thinking caps on, but either way, let's get started. Welcome back, thinkers. I'm your host, Nate LeBlanc, and this week on Doorward Thinking, we're continuing our series on friendship by taking a look at what binds friends together, all while searching for better ways to live and better ways to love as we examine what life has to offer in light of the untamable human spirit. Today, I'm privileged to host one of my med school classmates and roommate, Montana Mike Hager, and his friend John Simmons to talk about their friendship in the midst of life's changes and what the future holds for them. Here's my chat with John and Mike. So Mike, you and I were classmates at St. Louis University School of Medicine, and we've been roommates for the past two years. Uh, the third and the fourth year of the med school program. Uh, it's been an interesting couple of years here at the house, to say the least. Lots of crazy stuff going on. We have a fun time, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> like bats flying through the... Oh my gosh, a bird at one point. Mm-hmm. We killed a mouse. That was We did kill <laughs> a mouse. Exciting. Grew corn. Gr- we did grow corn. corn, yeah. Plenty of fires. And not to mention uh, some beatdowns on Mario Kart. Against <laughs> oh, the totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's Northsiders. They got to learn how to play better. They're not very humble, are they? And one of the people that I met through you is John. I'm sorry. Uh, what are you sorry for? <laughs> I apologize to everyone that I introduce him to. I also have to give them a warning. He will ask you questions that you did not think they, someone would ask the first time you met them. John's just an open guy. Oh, it's a lovely thing. It's really refreshing. I've never been called a lovely thing before. I didn't say you were a lovely thing. I said it is a lovely thing. That's more like it. After I asked you guys to come on the show and talk about your friendship, uh, I understand you kind of went back into the archives and took a look at your first text messages. Yes, this was not on my own prompting. Um, John, however, decided... The open one. The, the open one, um, he thought that it would be a good idea to look for the first text messages we ever sent to one another. And uh, his history only goes back to 2019 from one of his old phones or, or about July of 2019. Well, I pulled out an old phone and I, I didn't think I would find anything further back than that. But it turns out I have a message from the very first day we met back in 2018. I think it was the 27th of November. October, October, excuse me. Uh, Mike pulled out his uh, non-iPhone, if you can believe that, back in the day when... Uh, My apologies the, to all iPhone users. <laughs> the green text bubbles were alive and well. 
um, after the, the first time where I uh, met Mike at a place in time um, where I was not expecting to meet uh, a new friend. But, um, you know, God, the universe, et cetera, had a different idea. So, uh, yeah, it was at a Halloween party. Yeah, a, right? ha- a Halloween party. Um, and Michael was not wearing a costume. Oh my God. <laughs> and he was also hiding in the shadows on the corner I of disagree. this house in the, ba- in the backyard of Your the Honor, house party. Please put that on and, the transcript. Uh, you know, probably to, you know, conceal the, the haircut that he had, which was, oh you know, fairly subpar. When, so, when, when do I get a talk, Your Honor? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. What's, what's, your, what's your idea of what happened okay. that's let's related? Not, maybe something... Let's not start talking about haircuts, John. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that I was maybe in a corner, but that happened to be the corner where, um, where the, the keg of beer was. And so I found it to be a very strategic point for meeting different people as it's it's a bit of a, you know, a, a common spot for most party goers. Yeah. And John among them. Because you were new in town. I was new in town. Wanted yeah. to meet people. That's right. This is before we were really friends. Right. Yeah. yeah. This was my uh, first year of med school. This was just the fall. So, uh, you know, I had been invited by someone I, I kind of knew and um, didn't really know anyone at the party, uh, but was, oh, you know. I think open to meeting people, um, wanting to meet people. Uh, and I think that's important for, to, to build a friendship is that you have to be open to seeking friendships and you have to put yourself in kind of hard positions. A party isn't easy, especially when you hardly know anyone there. Um, so that's where I found myself next to the keg talking to (laughs) whoever might be stopping by. Sure, and so that's that's where I found Mike in the corner in the darkness, potentially near the keg, and perhaps that's why I ventured over. And I and you know, had been there for a couple of years, um, and uh, I knew most of the people at the party, but I recognized uh, Michael as a guy who was a new guy, and you know, being in the military at the time, being the new guy, tons of times in tons of different places, I said, "Hey." Hey, new guy. Welcome to town. Um, It's kind of a weird place, but um, I'll show you a good part of it one day. Um, And uh, yeah, that's that's how it began. And I I would say fairly quickly took off after that. I mean, the next weekend, as I think the archives show that we uh, did meet each other uh, for beers that that next Friday. So it was well. Being at the keg, you already knew you had something in common. <laughs> that always helps. Yes. Yeah. All right. So in those subsequent meetings, you found out that you had other things in common, other points of interest. Uh, what were some of those things? And when did you think that uh, this was a friendship worth pursuing? Yeah. So this is the thing. This is the thing, guys. Listen up. Listen up. Um, when I told Mike, I'll show you a good part of St. Louis, Like I was not expecting to be friends with him. <laughs> I was just being, you know, a polite welcomer um, to town. And I was like, OK, well, uh, I will uh, I will show you a place and it'll be nice. And, you know, your time in St. Louis may be interesting and, you know, we'll just go our separate ways. But um, and this is one lesson that I learned from this is that friendship. I was like a hinge date. Can yeah. You just put that out there. <laughs> uh, yes, a keg date. But uh, I want to emphasize that. Um, friendship is solely defined by those who show up in it. 
And so I said I would show Mike one cool place. I texted him. I showed him one cool place. We went to ITAP in uh, Soulard um, near where I lived at the time. We talked, and I don't remember exactly what we talked about, but uh, I remember I was very impressed by how authentic this new guy, Michael, with the haircut and the Hawaiian shirt was. And I just I took that away. It says, hey, I want to want to hang out with this dude again. He um, is doing some things that I admire. And so I think that uh, it's important in friendship and in life in general to allow space for us to be surprised by our friends and even our new friends. Yeah. And, and I think that one thing that was uh, very, very easy to start with was that John's very good at asking questions, especially people on the street, just random people on the street. Um, Stranger danger. Yeah, you know, I, I've ran into some times where I would say, John, I really wish you didn't do that. <laughs> but um, you were once you know, that person. I, I say that in jest, yes, especially when it's he's talking to a group of high schoolers or something. But um, anyway, no, John asks very good questions, and and that uh, is something that really. Uh, is very important for connecting with other people, for connecting with new people. It's it's an invitation to draw someone out and, and to talk about something that's, you know, maybe not just uh, how's the weather or, um, you know, how, oh, yeah, what are I you up to today? I can't stand small talk. Right. <laughs> and and so it, it's it's refreshing when you hear something like this because it's it, it it's an invitation to be able to show who you are and, and to be able to talk with someone on, on a deeper level. And you don't get that everywhere and you don't get that with a lot of people that you meet for the first time uh, but that that was something that was fun and I think was definitely valuable probably for the bo- both of us um, to be able to to grow from there yeah that's one of the points that uh, was written about in a blog uh, the top 10 tip the top 10 tips to finding a best friend say that five times fast um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was to kind of flip the script don't wait for somebody to ask you a question but to ask the question yourself and start the conversation, uh, specifically with a question, make the person feel that somebody else has interest in them and what they're doing. John, where did you learn that skill? Where did I learn that skill? Well, um, I think mostly I learned that skill from being just a simple guy from Texas and keenly aware of my need to learn things. And to, as Jordan Peterson would say, uh, always assume the person you're talking with knows something that you don't. Um, Which rule is that? Uh, well, uh, let's pause the script and uh, <laughs> I'll look it up. <laughs> uh, no, we like Jordan Peterson. Um, but, uh, you know, that definitely was the case. And again, leaving that room to be surprised. Uh, I don't remember what I asked Michael the first time we mm-hmm. hung out, um, but his answers. Um, and the authenticity of them surprised me and led to making friendship first possible and then effortless. I totally agree about being authentic uh, when it comes to Mike. Uh, That was the reason why my other roommate and I, Alex, we were like, hey, like Mike's looking for a place. We've got room. He just seems like a natural fit, you know? It makes it really easy when... Not only when somebody comes and asks the question like you, John, but when somebody is able to take that question and give an authentic answer and be their true selves, it creates a really nice dynamic. 
It really does. And uh, I would say that uh, Michael's the, probably the, the best at it of all the, the people that I know. So I appreciate that. I appreciate you. And I appreciate you. Though you're full of shit sometimes. <laughs> Beep. <laughs> <laughs> now, nothing that's going to get any in trouble, but I'd like to hear about some of your shenanigans and uh, what kind of helped to take things to the next level where you guys are hanging out all the time. Uh, anytime Mike is gone, the rest of the house is saying like, oh, he's probably with John. <laughs> what were some of the shenanigans that you guys were up to and what did you learn? <laughs> oh, where to begin? John and I have done a lot together. There's a lot of things that we find that we can do together and, and that we're willing to make time for each other uh, with. And, and, and these are activities that we also like grow in. So um I would say, you know, going, uh, going to mass, we'll do every so often. We'll, we'll go to the gym. John actually got me going to the gym a little bit more. Now he's huge. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, so a few things like that, we've, you know, gone, taking a trip to Louisville. We've, you know, go to the cigar bar. We, we, uh, have beers at, at ITAP. We like to drink and think in drink combination, and think. which yeah. is a very fascinating thing to do. Everyone should try it. Every, everyone should try it, yeah. And if you have a cigar, even better. It's uh, an enjoyable experience. But I think that it, it's not necessarily what we do together, but but how we spend that time together. Um, I think that that is primarily the, uh, the growth that we've seen in, in that, is that we're not just doing stuff alongside each other. Um, but, but we're actively, you know, talking to one another, regardless of what we're doing, if it's a hike or, um, you know, we're, we're kind of growing and, and we're asking each other tough questions and, um, experiencing, uh, uh, new people together as well. I think that's one thing that we've, we've come across is, you know, meeting new friends from uh, the times that, that we've hung out. Uh, there's a whole slew of different activities we've done together that we've had to circumnavigate through and, and learn from. Yes. And, um, and, and through, you know, though, you know, we haven't been friends for super long, you know, friends through a variety of different time periods, like my Air Force time period, Michael's medical school time period, the coronavirus pandemic and all the kind of thoughts and different happenings around that. It feels like um, quite a journey. And uh, as with any journey, um, it's, you know, better with a good friend. So I, uh, I'm very grateful and, and blessed in that yeah, regard. Making, I think making time for, for a friendship is a hard thing to do, but, but was very necessary. And I, I mean, I would say very beneficial. I agree. Um, but it, it's, that's a hard thing to do, uh, especially through our different schedules. As, as John was kind of saying, like I, I was in med school. There's you know, a lot of things that are difficult to and the supposed end of the world right yeah, supposed yeah, the yeah we didn't really worry about that yeah, too much, <laughs> did we? <laughs> the, the, the end of the world was rumored um, <laughs> by these little molecules with crowns um and uh but we didn't let that dissuade us uh for very long um for from uh from hanging out and spending time and yeah. encouraging in a time that was you know hard for for us and almost every everyone we yeah. knew as well and I think that speaks to like risk um, and, and the riskiness of a friendship. 
right? Like what, what are you willing to like risk for your friendship to, to start a friendship? Is it maybe a little bit of embarrassment at, at a party initially or, or <laughs> just kind of the uncomfortable feelings, um, thinking that you're a stranger? Um, is it, you know, that, that uh, the Rona is going to pull you down? Um, is it, you know, grades or, or, you know, other, other things that while are still important that, I mean, maybe at times they should take a little bit of a lesser significance than we would value friendship. And, and that's an important thing to consider. Yeah. And I, I remember and speaking of COVID and, you know, not to certainly minimize the importance of that. It was a big, big event for the world, big event in many people's lives mm-hmm. and many people experienced it in, in different ways. Um, but I remember during the, uh, the height of the pandemic, um, Mike, like many people had a birthday and we were, you know, kind of like not really sure, like, what can we, what should we? This was like in a big period of uncertainty kind of early on and no places were open really. And hey, Mike, it's your, it's your birthday. Uh, we should do something like there's nothing to do, but um, I uh, have some whiskey and I could come over. <laughs> <laughs> and we can acknowledge it and, you know, maybe it may be that we don't die. And if we perish, we perish. Um, and that was the the kind of attitude that we both try to, to bring um, as far as like, yeah, you know, maybe there's some risk, but this is uh, this is important. And um, it's important to maintain those connections, especially in you know times like that, that were pretty, pretty hard for a number, number of reasons for uh, almost everyone. And it's healthy. I mean, that's, excuse me, I would say that that's a healthy risk to be taking. At least that's how I kind of thought about it. And I that, am agree. Yeah. That there, there are, uh, as with any action or lack of action, there are uh, consequences, and um, but also potential. Um, and, and so weigh those as, as one will and as we all do. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of potential in friendships. And you hear the phrase fair weather friends, uh, but true friendship should not be based on the weather, the climate, the political climate, the epidemiological. Nailed it. <laughs> climate. Um, you know, a friend like a true friend is a friend who can stand the, the test of of good times um, where there's lots of good activity and busyness and bad times where. Um, a lot of things that you appreciate about your world and, and your life are kind of put on pause or are taken away. One thing that you guys talk a lot about is showing up, whether it's in the midst of difficult seasons at medical school or in some inclement weather, so to speak. John, you've shown up in a couple of big events in Michael's life, uh, one of which I remember being heading to Montana for the holidays. Care to tell us a little bit about that? Ah, John sure. met my parents. Yeah, <laughs> I met the parents. So many. <laughs> and other they don't. Places. They don't even go here. <laughs> <laughs> so many other places to go. Why go to Montana of well, all places? Well, this is one of the things that was um, really cool and, and special to me. If I um, I'm not going to get super mushy about it. Um, if if I do, we can edit it out, right, Nate? <laughs> No, no, pro- no promises. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, let's keep it together, John. So it was uh, Christmas of 2020, and 
um, you know, the the height of uh, coronavirus and everything. And my family decided that they were going to cancel the the holidays for uh, for safety reasons and their their concerns. And you know, they're older than me, <laughs> as one does when one is a parent of a, a child. And you know, their risk tolerance was that we were not going to have uh, Christmas in in Texas. Um, and they didn't decide that like super ahead of time. Um, <laughs> but um, and so I was, you know, I was talking to Mike one day. It's like, well, yeah, I, uh, I guess I'm going to be here because, um, yeah, my family has canceled uh, Christmas and, uh, you know, I respect that. And uh, so I'll be here. So uh, have a good time. And uh, Mike kind of said offhand, no, come uh, come to Montana and have Christmas with my family. And I was like, ha, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, cool, cool, cool. Uh, I've heard about the goats. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then he's like, no, really? I was like, really? So ended up heading there and spending uh, Christmas with uh, his mom and dad and brother and sister and other brother. Um, and uh, yeah, on a farm in Montana. Hobby farm. Hobby farm. Get uh, there it right, were, John. Get there it right. were some there were some fuzzy cows there that I hadn't seen much of and some sheep without wool, but some of them had horns and <laughs> and there were bows and arrows and casinos and gas stations and it was like a, a different country. But um I was uh this is, this is only Montana. <laughs> yes. For, for all the listeners out there. <laughs> You're from Texas. How different was it? <laughs> well, they don't believe in the, you know, the good southern Christians, they don't believe in their gambling. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> Yes. For everyone who has not been to Montana, there are a whole slew of casinos out there almost attached to every single gas station. Yes. It's quite phenomenal. Which I didn't really understand how that would you like you're filling up your tank and you go in and do some slots while you're right, waiting right. or I don't know. Well, so we were talking about this earlier, actually earlier today um, when we were talking about tax here in St. Louis and sales tax is like 10%. And I was like telling John that, you know, in Montana, um, it's a great state for many reasons. And one of those reasons is that there's no sales tax. And uh, John asked, well, yeah, but how do you, you know, get your revenue? And so I told him, you know, well, all these casinos, the people are willingly paying taxes for me. So <laughs> solves that problem. If that was a thing here, maybe we could reduce the tax burden on, <laughs> on the common Joe. And that settles it on that political topic. <laughs> <laughs> so I really appreciated um, how... Uh, Mike reached out during that kind of uh, you know difficult time for 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 me of like what am I gonna do for Christmas? It's canceled. I guess it's canceled. Cancel culture. Cancel Christmas culture. Um, and uh, so he and his family opened up their home and shared uh, that that special time with me. And I it's one mm -hmm. of the things that I'll remember uh, fondly um, with mm -hmm. appreciation. So thanks, Mike. Yeah, it was a good Christmas. The Hager family and John. Yes. <laughs> One of the other things that you've done together was something that happened quite recently, uh, and that was Match Day 2022. Mike, can you tell us a little bit about Match Day and what that is? Sure, yeah. So uh, for all you non-medical people out there, which I hope is the majority of you all, <laughs> um, is uh, uh, a day where uh, uh, fourth-year medical students find out um, where they will be training for the next so many years, depending on what what um, 
what you want to get into, what type of medicine you would like to practice. So for me, it's internal medicine. So I was finding out where I will be training for internal medicine for the next three years. And so it, it's a big event um, in the middle of March. And uh, we, we, me and all my classmates were um, in, in a hall um, for this. And so everyone's supposed to open up their letter telling the, at the same time telling them where, where they matched, where they're going, what program they matched to all of their loved ones are, are also there with them. And so I had, uh, my, my older siblings were all able to get into town and, um, I had a couple of good friends, uh, that were also able to make it. Um, one of them being John here. And so we were there and I, I got my match envelope and had to wait a few more minutes for the rest of my, um, fellow classmates to, to get theirs. And then we all opened it at the same time. And so I was, I was opening, uh, mine and, I read uh, St. Louis University, and so yes. I that that was in my mind, and then I said out loud, <laughs> "I'm staying here." <laughs> and so, what what was funny about this was that all of my my older siblings were there, and um, my St. Louis friends. And well, as soon as I read it, the first person to give me a hug was John. <laughs> the next person was our other friend from St. Louis, and then my siblings. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so that was, that was fun. John, yeah, that was a, a fun moment for me to find out where, where I, where I'll be staying. It's quite a day, quite a day. I mean, match days, it's a big deal. A yeah. lot of med students say that it's probably a bigger deal than graduation day. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's telling you what you're going to do for the future. And I prefer not to go to graduation, but <laughs> <laughs> so John, what was it like going into match day for your best bud over here, knowing that he could only have a couple months left and he'd be off somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, it was a uh, pretty, pretty, pretty intense kind of even just knowing all this was coming. Um, and so I was pre- preparing mentally uh, kind of for for all the all the possibilities, um, all, you know, all of them good, um, but uh, just some of them not here. And, you know, I, I knew from being in the military that sometimes, you know, people who are doing big things um, sometimes have to move um, to do even bigger things or to um, be with those who need the things that they're doing even more than those who are here. Um, but it's always hard to know that uh, that could and likely would happen. Um, and so I uh, just kind of started to prioritize in my mind that, you know, uh, my goal is going to take the next step for the next um, good thing for him. And so whatever that is, I'm happy because I want what's good for Michael because I care about Michael. He's my friend. And uh, so if that uh, happens to take him somewhere else, you know, I'll just pray that he becomes a better texter. Uh, <laughs> and we'll Ain't be, that the truth? <laughs> <laughs> okay, listen. <laughs> and, uh, and we'll be fine. But, uh, you know, I was uh, honored to be there on, on match day with just a, a few few folks there with Michael. And uh, when he... Uh, opened that envelope and we found out that his next step would be right around here to build on what he started to build here um, and then also that we would be able to hang and drink and think and go on adventures um, here uh, I was very excited um, I was going to be happy 
well, I was going to smile either way, <laughs> but uh, the smile was effortless, and uh, it was uh, it was a great day, a great blessing, and uh, uh, may the adventures continue. Amen. Well, I mean, I I wasn't here during match day. I went back home to visit my folks, but the first question I asked Mike was, "Who is happiest?" And he's like, John, definitely John. <laughs> so what's coming up for your friendship here now that uh, there's at least, what, three more years, Mike? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. Isn't that always a question, though, for, for friends? What, what's going to happen? What's next? What's next? What's and, just around the next corner? Right. I mean, I'll, I'll get into that question a little bit. Um, in, in a second, Nate. But but I mean, with any sort of friendship relationship, you know, what what is next? You know, I I could have been somewhere else. Um, when when we were when I was earlier a few years ago, John could have had the opportunity to leave. Um, so that was something that was kind of coming up, and um, that, I mean that would have been a loss for me. So I surely was happy when when that happened, and now John got his wish, maybe. Um, but you know there are always situations life things that that can kind of you know maybe change it in in some regard um john here is uh going to be getting married in uh in a few months to come yes and I so guess I congratulations thank you thank you and, and so Exciting. surely that'll change our relationship in some way shape or form um hopefully you know i would hope you know, not too much, but <laughs> knowing that that is a possibility. Um, so not predict the future. I will say uh, that my goal has been a big part of every part of like me getting engaged. Like he helped to set up the uh, the after party. He took pictures. And I think he was at one time like in two places at once to help like everything uh, uh, be set up. Um, and it's also going to be a, a best man at my uh, at my wedding. So I am happy that he will be here to uh, to do that. So. Any way I can help out my man. <laughs> my man. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. So, but, but as far as what, what do the next few months or years hold? I mean, yeah, that's, that's a question that is hard to answer at any time. Um, but you know, we, we can always, we, we know that it'll be there. Yeah. Um, it, it's a very solid thing. Uh, it, it may look a little bit different, but, um, whatever time we'll be able to spend together, we'll be able to make the most out of it. Absolutely. We we'll always do. We don't always know what's happening next. Even uh, when we're on a road trip, we don't necessarily always know where we're going to be sleeping. One of that us night. knows. One of us knows. <laughs> and the other one whose name is John is worried. And the one who's Michael says, chill out. You know what? I have a plan A, a plan B, and a plan C. You know what? Two words. Almost homeless in Milwaukee. <laughs> we, we only made it to plan B, so we still had a few more steps to go before we were homeless. Well, maybe we'll hear about Milwaukee next time. But uh, before we end up today, I want to ask, if you were to meet a new pair, two people who had just started their friendship, and were able to give them advice on what was important and what they would focus on, what would each of you say? I've never been real good at giving advice, being a simple guy and all. 
<laughs> I'm rolling my eyes. <laughs> so hard. Rolling those eyes so hard. Um, but, uh, you know, I would say uh, show up. Uh, show up for each other as, as often as you can. Uh, show up with authenticity. Um, whether that means, you know, um, good vibes or, or hard vibes. Um, and show up with openness to that authenticity. Um, and care uh, for the other person um, and keep your promises. And uh, I think those are a few things that are, are top of mind that I think has uh, uh, led us to become great friends. And uh, I think it would uh, do the same for, uh, for anyone else. I, w- I would uh, kind of piggybacking off of that. Um, I would say trustworthiness and uh, being dependable. I think those are two things that you don't know when you meet someone, but that's how you, that's what you want to show is that you're trustworthy and that you're dependable. If you can't be that, then how, how can you be a friend? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's something to, to try to shoot for. Uh, always, always try to shoot for, but especially for, you know, people that, uh, that you don't know and, and that uh, you need to, you know, I guess, show give them reasons why you can be a friend whether you become friends or not in the future but but to give them a reason why you can't you could be yeah and and i just i think back when i was i was not sure that i was going to be friends with michael i was not sure that i wanted to on that very first day <laughs> you know <laughs> no he's cost- not even wearing a halloween costume <laughs> no costume at a halloween party this where is they pretty were ridiculous wow <laughs> <laughs> um, i wasn't sure I, I wasn't sure but i will tell you i was sure of one thing and that is that i i said that i would show him a good place in st louis um and that's all that i knew what i was going to do and uh, i did it and you came through yeah. And I'm glad. I'm glad because, um, uh, yeah, I, I can't really think of uh, any better, better friends than uh, that it got me. So most appreciative. Likewise. Well, to be fair, to, to be, be fair, to be fair, St. Louis wasn't always Michael's favorite place. <laughs> so, John, you must have shown him quite a good time to get him to consider staying. Is multifactorial, but uh, I'm glad that all that is currently well is, is well, and uh, uh, looking forward to the the next adventure. All is well. All is great. All is wonderful. And all is wonderful, and I'll be here with you guys. Yes. So this is uh, great news. Yeah, there's a lot more thinking doorward to do. So I'd love to have you both on in the future for another episode, and we'll check in and see how things are going. That'll do it for today's show. Join us next time for the third installment of our series on friendship, Keeping Together. We'll take this opportunity to introduce the dads of Doorward, who you already know as Matt and Pete. And we'll be talking about balancing parenthood and entrepreneurship while maintaining friendships in the midst of life's transitions. Check out our blog at doorward.com doorwardthinking. There's something for everyone, from the contemplative learner, the real estate pro, and those learning the business just like me. And for more news, be sure to follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you enjoy this show, 
please share it with your friends and leave us a review wherever you access your podcasts. It helps others discover us and learn from these discussions. Till next time, I'm your host, Nate LeBlanc, reminding you to show up for your friends and to get back to living. You ready, John? Let's go.